Hey, one more thing before you go. Do you love Italy? Do you love Italian food? What about culture and history and traditional recipes passed down from family member to family member? Stay tuned in this episode of One More Thing Before You Go Over the Teacup with Michael and Diane. We're going to take you on a journey with Stanley Tucci while he's finding Italy. Hey, welcome to Over the Teacup Sunday with Michael and Diane. I'm Michael. And I'm Diane. Each and every Sunday, we sit down with a cup of tea or a cup of whatever you're drinking. And we have a relaxing conversation about stuff we absolutely love to talk about. In this particular case, it's going to be a television show that uh, we think you should enjoy as well. In today's episode, we're going to talk about food and travel and Stanley Tucci. This is the thing about Stanley Tucci searching for Italy. Are you excited about this? Yes. I wish Stanley Tucci was actually here. <laughs> I wish Stanley Tucci was here That's also. <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, bring some of the food with him because, you know, yeah, I'm hungry. I could eat yeah, some it's, of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's this, um, as you know, um, the, well, the world doesn't know, but you're going to know now. Uh, my sister turned me on to this particular program, and uh, it's on CNN. I'll tell you a little bit more about it in a second, but um, you know, it's on CNN, and then uh, the first, it's in its second season now. Um, so if you, if you, we're hoping that you go and enjoy this because the first season is fantastic. We'll talk about it a little bit, and then the second season has been even better. And uh, because it's Stanley Tucci, and he does it in such a, I mean, he's like a relaxing yeah conversation yeah it's really it's, cool it's much different i think than uh some of the other uh food shows that we've watched yeah yeah you know? he, well because he's not a chef i mean he's he's an actor in, in, yeah he's an amateur chef right, he, but, he does have a, a cookbook out um of his family recipes that he right. does and how he's adapted them and things like that but um in this particular show like you were saying, comparing to other food shows, yeah, almost always a chef that it's goes a chef. stuff, and um, but he's so fun to watch because, um, you know, the whole premise is that he's searching for Italy and he's going back to each region of Italy to um, explore the cuisine of each region and how different each region each is. is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a geography. I'm, I, I didn't do horribly at geography, but I'm not great. I didn't realize there were so many regions. In one oh, it's crazy. I mean, let, let me let me give everybody kind of a quick rundown from uh, IMDb and CNN. This is what they've got to say about it. Academy Award nominee Stanley Tucci travels across Italy, tasting the flavors of the land and the sea and discovering history, secrets, and delights of the country's region, uh, regional cuisines. CNN's description of the show is... The viewers will go along with him as he enjoys a luxurious, creamy carbonara of Rome, the delicious simplicity of Sicily's pasta alla norma, the saffron-infused silkiness of risotto in Milan, the crispy tenderness of bistecca alla Fiorentina, the perfect classico ragu alla bolognese, and the world's best pizza from Naples. Tucci comes with prepared with a bottomless appetite for all 
Um, it's <laughs> some of the stuff he eats were kind of like, uh, no. Yeah, some of it I actually have to <laughs> and ask when it's over. Yeah. Wow. Some of the stuff they eat, oh, and I'm a picky eater anyway. Anybody who knows me from way back, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not as picky as I used to be, for those of you who've known me as a kid, uh, but I am still, I don't really eat seafood. I'm, fish and chips is about the extent of it. Although you've explored a little bit more lately, you've you've kind of got into some some swordfish and some well, uh, mahi mahi if it's cooked right. If you cook it, if I cook it, if you cook the mahi mahi and you cook the swordfish, I will eat it. You will eat it. Uh, so <laughs> I'm an amateur chef myself. So, um, um, but yeah, some of the stuff they eat there, and there's so much seafood in Italy, so much. Well, I mean, I, I, obviously, Italy's got a, is the Mediterranean diet, so. You know you, what you see is a a, a diversity of uh, Italian cooking, um, and it kind of offers a gateway through which you can glimpse Italy's history and, and culture um, from from those perspectives. Which is what I like about the program. Um, not only do we I keep saying um, I'm usually really good about not saying um. This particular show uh, gives us the opportunity to kind of experience the culture from inside because Stanley Tucci is Italian on both sides of his family. And as a child, he grew up in Italy. So, you know, he kind of went back home basically and, uh, he's fluent in Italian and, you know, some Italy coming from my experience with Italians, because, um, and we'll go into that here in a second. Uh, there are some different dialects across Italy. So, there's a few places that he he kind of struggles when he when he's there a little bit, um, but a majority of Italians also speak English, so it's very very helpful. Um, but it's you know it to me, as you know, some of my best memories are growing up with uh, my sister, who had learned to cook from like a, a little Italy. You know, Mary married an Italian from Rome. Um, and when he came here, he spoke very little English. And, uh, you know, he took her back there about every year that they could. He would go back and they'd experience Italy and she'd learn some cooking there. And then friends of his would come from uh, Italy and pretty soon the apartment complex was a kind of a little Italy within itself. So we had mm -hmm. Renata was teaching uh, Mary how to cook. In Colorado Springs. In Colorado Springs, yeah, yeah. Little Colorado Springs. Yeah, Colorado um, Springs. Well, and, and she learned from, she learned to cook from Roberto's uh, mother and grandmother. Well, it, it, and, and actually, I, I spoke with her this morning, and actually, Renata taught her a, a oh. good portion of her cooking. Oh. And Renata from Italy, uh, mm -hmm. herself, she had moved here then. My, in fact, my first job, as you know, I've talked about that before, was uh, working for two guys from Italy Pizzeria, and these two guys from Italy were actually Italian. They spoke very little English, so... That was an interesting first job at 15 years old. <laughs> trying to, trying to, well, to, you were not only a bus boy or a dishwasher, but you also taught them English. <laughs> so. I, exactly. It, it kind of, it worked out really well. I grew up with, um, during those formative years from probably 11 till 21 years old, I grew up with, uh, come se dice. Everybody was always, come se dice. Come se dice is how do you say? So it was always a commissariccia, Michael, commissariccia all the time. So I learned Italian at that time as well because they would ask me something of how to say what this is, and they would say it in Italian, and then mm -hmm. I would say it in English. 
So it kind of got me, you know, a little learning, uh, good proper English there, huh? Got me a little learning. <laughs> uh, I was able to kind of learn a little more Italian and uh, learn a lot of Italian culture because Roberto had friends from uh, Rome and from Milan and from uh, Sicily and from Naples. So I personally got uh, um, a diverse, in-depth experience from foods from all of those regions that were cooked traditionally in yeah, Colorado they, Springs. They used to play tricks on you, didn't they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd laugh about it because, you know, they just, they'd make something and they'd be talking to themselves, Roberto and Giovanni and Sergio, and these guys were always uh, talking about, hey, this is going to be fun, this is going to be fun. We sit down for dinner, we sit down to eat. <clears throat> and they would laugh and they go, okay, just eat that. And what is it? No, just eat it. You'll like it. Just eat it. And then after I'd eat it, then they say, oh, that was this. That was oxtail or that was squid or that was calamari or this was, you know, I mean, just so many different, different kinds of foods. There's like, I cannot believe I just ate that. <laughs> and as speaking from a picky eater's perspective, that's my nightmare. That's your nightmare. That's literally my nightmare. I, I'd go screaming from the room. Nope. You know, it, it's, it, I had a diverse experience with Italian food. I got to learn Italian food from different regions, like like um, like Stanley's doing, you know. And and it was a great experience for me because it. And look, I love my mother, mom. Sorry, but my mother grew up with Southern. I'm going to get in trouble for this. Southern, greasy. I mean, mashed potatoes where she'd take the pork chops cooked in grease and then take that and make a gravy out of it and put it all over the mashed potatoes. <laughs> so, um, well, I remember my great grandmother, um, having the, the old coffee can full of old grease that oh, she just, yeah. and then she would cook with that. Same stuff. Yeah. And it, it you know, and it's, and like I said, I, I, I look, I, I appreciate, I learned to appreciate good food and a, di a good section of diverse type of food. It allowed me to appreciate food and wine and culture and history. It, it, uh, it made me the person I am today, and I'm very grateful for that. Well, I think that, especially at the age you were, like you said, your form formidable years, yeah. uh, got to, you were experiencing the world or, you know, elsewhere outside of your little, you know, Colorado Springs area yeah. you got to experience, you know, culture from across the world. And a lot of people can't say that, especially no. that age. Yeah. And, and I really, you know, it, it was interesting because some of my best memories, you know, my, as you all know, that do listen to this podcast and for those that are new to it, you know, I lost my father when I was 15 years old, but before that I hadn't seen him for several years and, um, you know, to me, Roberto um, was my, my sister's first husband. And um, uh, her, my nieces and nephews are from uh, Mary and Roberto. Um, my, those years, Roberto didn't take a place as a father, but he took uh, a role as a very, an older brother that I taught, helped teach him English. And he helped teach me how to be, um, the man I am today, where I respect food and culture and family and uh, art and uh, history. 
I appreciate those things. He taught me to drive. Um, in fact, I, it's yeah, <laughs> so many funny, funny things, you know, um, I'm driving his brand new Mustang too. that he, he started here as a dishwasher, and he worked his way up in, in life as a, a, and became a, a, like a, a manager and assistant manager for, you know, a, a very elite furniture store. And, um, you know, repairing furniture and things like this as well. And, um, you know, I still remember my leg shaking so bad when I was trying to, you know, work the clutch and the gas at the same time. He just slapped the hell out of my leg and say, stop it. He's like, you know, I, I don't want to wreck your nice new car, Roberto. <laughs> but some of my best memories are Roberto and I, you know, on the weekends making um, uh, calzones, which he called Roman sandwiches, and uh, having wine, which we'd put fruit in the glasses and, you know, we'd pour the and that and it it was great we'd watch soccer and we'd eat these things and and or i'd watch my sister you know pound and you know meat down to this really thin stuff and in uh, 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 uh breading it and then frying it up and making pasta homemade pasta and that was just great i mean some of my best memories um are that i may be, i may be a picky eater but your sister's one of the best cooks oh. she is so you know and, and that's that's why I yeah, I really appreciate this show um, because Stanley, I, I I get to see not only that I I, I mean I, you and I have talked about this. I'm like, oh, I've eaten that or I eat this or I eat that kind of a thing because I experienced that firsthand from Italians from the region that cooked it traditionally while they were here, which again I appreciated that. So this is one of my favorite. Um. Uh, like specials, these it's it's a it's a nonfiction series. Mm -hmm. uh, it is first episode uh, aired, I think, February of twenty twenty one, and uh, it got an award for primetime creative Emmy award for outstanding hosted nonfiction series or special, um, which is which is what he deserves yeah. because he does an an amazing job. It's of, a fun, uh, fun to watch. It and is fun to watch, even though sometimes I have my eyes closed because they're eating something. It's like <laughs> yeah. But most, but a lot of it is like, oh, I would eat that. Okay, when we are able to go there, I'm going to say when and not if. Um, I would live on. I mean, I I found things I could live on. I could eat. Like, <clears throat> Basically, yeah, and you know the the advantage I think is the fact that he he gives us a tour of where we're going to. But you know, he gives you the history behind these dishes and a little bit of history of the area. So. Yeah. You know, every episode is stuffed with regional specialties prepared in family kitchens as well. You know, a lot of these restaurants that he goes to um, are family owned. So it has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the kitchens that you see, um, a lot of them, even though they're restaurants, they just look like, you know, a, a kitchen you would walk into in somebody's house. Yeah. And uh, a lot of them are set in these scenic, beautiful areas. Yeah, they do. So, they show the architecture um, also, and which is really nice. I, I love to see. And, they, you know, they show the views of the Mediterranean. And oh, my gosh. I just, I love it. I want to well, go. And I think part of the best part about it is, is unlike, like we said earlier, you know, he, it's a, he's not, he's not a chef, chef. He's an amateur chef. Mm -hmm. um, he's, he learned his cooking from both of his parents who, like I say, they're both Italian. They're Italian, Italian. He grew up there as a child. 
which was was really cool when he visited where his father was from where his mother was from that yeah. those episodes are pretty slick yeah and um, his dad found the apartment his dad grew up in or something yeah i feel like um but i i also like um i i think the episode that stand well there's a lot of episodes that stand out but one you were talking about the kitchens you know that you, it yeah. looks very familial uh, you know when you go into these kitchens and um the one i remember i want to i wish i could remember exactly which region i want to say it was in rome itself um but it, the kid i think the, he grew up in southern i think he grew up in southern italy no no i'm telling this episode that yeah, i grew think, uh, oh okay i'm sorry i think he grew up in cambria uh that sounds right i think he grew up in cambria but go ahead i'm sorry the the kitchen issue you know the the restaurants and the kitchen the one that really stands out was the guy that um uh, came up with the idea to have different women from that region come in and cook they they actually prepare the menu uh, they decide what they're going to cook for like i think it's like every every week or every two weeks they switch people coming in and actually doing the cooking yeah and, that, and so you get something from different regions yeah well i don't know i don't was he pulling in people from different regions yes. okay pull people in from different regions and you get um you get to experience that food that way and there's so you when you come into that restaurant you have a diverse um, menu as well so you can try something from a different area and, it's, and it's women of the areas coming in and getting together and like a team of like four or five of them and yeah. they all do these special dishes um for this restaurant for like two weeks straight that's that's the menu that's what they're cooking um but what a and, great idea and, and and the women are not chefs they're no. their mothers and daughters and, and wives yeah. you know they yeah. they uh so you get what you get you get you get a history lesson mm -hmm. and the traditional but simple recipes and their family they bring in to do exactly yeah i think the whole show in itself you know stanley tucci not being um, a chef where he's very critical from different a different perspective of being within the industry of cooking and as a chef you know, he's just there to enjoy the food. Um, he's not there to make friends, but at the same time, he focuses on the history and the and those simple traditional recipes. And mm -hmm. um, you know, you can. <laughs> I love it when when he's tasting something for the first time, mm -hmm. and you kind of and you see it in his face, and he's going, "Oh yeah, that's good. That's really you know, that's good." <laughs> and the the all of the recipes that you see. Um, CNN, and I'll, I'll leave the links in the show notes, but CNN you, has got a place that you can go and, and make these recipes. Mm. So if you really like something that they've made within here, then you have the recipe and where it's from and where the region is from. So you can, you know, make it yourself and experience it at home all by yourself, which is, or you wouldn't, I say all by yourself, you and your family can experience, uh, and your friends can experience, you know, something from one of those regions and um uh there it is it's all right there for you i i wish i could remember exactly which episode but there was something they made his wife came in to have it too that was kind of a high-end restaurant um, they were in london believe it or not they were in london but that, in fact that's where that other the restaurant that has the um just hit me the restaurant that he that the guy brings in the women from the different regions london. it is in south london right that's why you can only bring them in for a couple of weeks at a time that's why yeah, yeah. okay that's so he brings him in a couple yeah i don't 
It was the same episode, but the one. Um, and his wife was there. He brought his wife. I'll have to look at it again, but um, there was one episode, 100% everything that they showed on this entire episode, I would eat, which was very rare. Um, so I would, I got to remember that episode, but um, it, you know, the pasta, the different types of pasta. I had no idea the different types of pasta yeah. I watched them. It's it's amazing that what is available out there and the different names. I mean, we we know some like tagliatelle, and we know, you know, spaghetti, regular spaghetti. Um, we know uh, panna pasta. We know fettuccine. We know, you know, those those types of pasta. But there's all these others, and there's some that some that I've never eaten before because I've eaten a, a diverse kind of pasta, ravioli and and um, a ribbon and. Uh, um, you know, there's been a bunch of different kind of pastas that I have eaten over my years. Uh, but the, the one that they fried up and made it crispy and burnt with uh, the cheese and everything. I don't know if I'd eat that well, or not. Yeah. We're going to have to go back and look at these and get the exact recipes. But the one we just saw, um, yesterday, I think we were watching it yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Um, where they had a stamp, you can get a stamp with like your your family crest or whatever, and you can stamp it into the pasta. Oh, they, they we can't get those. Th those are only you know that they're traditional from a family bringing it down the line, because well, it's they, stamped with the family crest. Right, but I'm just saying that's what they th this episode we watched. These people were doing that. They were using their family crest. Yeah, to make the the flat pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like one side of ravioli. There's they, one side of ravioli, and 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 or the the there's a flat pasta that they were making as well. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, and then they stamped it. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. yep. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, again, let me quick. Again, like I said earlier, there's two seasons, and um, I know that Diane and I both have enjoyed both of the seasons very well. But season one is only six episodes long, so they're quick and easy to kind of uh, binge watch. We've binge watched them as well. Um, they started off with Naples and the Amalfi Coast. Oh, I which, love that. Oh, which was, yeah. My favorite place. I want to go so bad. It was. <laughs> I want the shirt that they made. Well, it, and, and the, 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 where they show where the lemons were coming from the Amalfi Coast. That's and, the episode. That's the one. The ones yeah. with the lemons and the, yeah, they made the complete lemon pasta. And then you and I make lemon. We make that pasta all the time. We make homemade pasta. Well, they, But it was a dessert that they made. Oh, they made the dessert as well. I'm really hungry. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we, we, I wish we could have some Amalfi lemons because they're supposed to be like the best in the world. And um, they take you through the whole thing. You, you, you know, you go up to where the lemons are picked and where they're grown up the side of the, mountain on ledges they're grown so you get to see all of this you get to see and smell it and um you know they went down and made fresh pasta and then you know it's and doused in lemon and the views on that oh my gosh yeah, my mouth is already watering <laughs> oh it's crazy um but yeah they went to uh then they went on they went to rome uh, bologna uh, milan tuscany which I found out that, you know, as you know, we were talking about this. Uh, I did my DNA again through CNR, CRI genetics. And uh, I always knew that there might be a little of that in me. 
and uh, I'm about 8% Tuscany Italian. So that's a different perspective from enjoying the Italian food. Yeah, how about 8% Ita Tuscany Italian. Eh, le bono. And then ended up with Sicily, which, uh, you know, Mary's got, uh, Mary is my half-sister, but she's got uh, relatives in Sicily that go way back. And um, so that's the whole, the, fir the whole first season are those. And I mean, I would, and Diane, I'm sure you agree. Um, you go to each one of these things, it's a personal trip with Stanley Tucci. So, you know, yeah. when he's tasting something or, or like it was tasting the cheeses that are made, you know, the, the pecorino cheese that was made in up in the mountains, um, in the mozzarella that was up made up there, the buffalo mozzarella and things like that, y you can see the joy in his face. Yeah. It, you can almost taste it because you see it in his face. You know, it was pretty, I think it's- Yeah, I don't think there's, I mean, there's very, very few things I think he didn't doesn't like. But you can kind of, as you're watching the show, he does have sort of a tell. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> but you can kind of tell, oh, I'm real fond of something. Yeah, um, or he looks at something when they go to make it, and then he'll, we won't tell you what, because we want you to watch the show, but there are times he'll look at it when they're making it, and he's going, um, okay, I'll try this. <laughs> the one, the guys, um, were those the sheep herder, the sheep, the shepherds? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were doing the blood. Don't say it. Don't. We want people to watch the show. <laughs> yeah. They I'll make a the traditional. They make a was... traditional recipe with sheep's blood. Yeah, it, it was, that was the worst. That. Was... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's not something that I would try either. And I believe it or not, I, I never got I never got pranked with that one, so it's okay. Never got pranked with it. Squid, uh, octopus, um, oxtail, um, the uh, cow's liver. Uh, I think one time cow's stomach, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no. They, but, they do a lot of organ meats there. And, and that's part of the tradition I think comes from because a lot of those areas are really poor. Well, yeah, that's how they had, that was, they were, and, if they, they would die. Yeah, <laughs> so, so you want to survive, you had to make use of everything that you had or you wouldn't survive. And that, I mean, I, I like the idea that, you know, they're not killing the animals just for, you know, killing them. They're, they're, they're killing them to survive. And to survive, guess, exactly. And, right. you know, it, it's, again, we go back to the same thing that, you know, you, to me, I, I'm loving the fact that um, you get a history lesson, you get to see some beautiful architecture and some I mean, look how clean some of those places are. I mean, you're looking at, there's also some disappointment too, because there were some places that historical buildings were graffitied by a bunch of, you know, forgive me for being rude, but a bunch of little idiots not understanding that, you know, you just desecrated. Hooligans. Hooligans desecrated historical mm -hmm. buildings that have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. And you, you know, made this, stupid move and of course you know i appreciate i don't, I don't think they should i mean i haven't seen too much of that either they're hiding it on the show they don't want to show too much of it and maybe the ones we saw yesterday there was just no hiding it because there was so much they I were just know. there well i mean and they had that one of the episodes that has um they also went to that area that uh, kept getting burned out 
uh, yeah. because they didn't want them there. So they would, you know, torch everything and burn it out, and burn it out, and burn it out. And then, you know, slowly but surely, they were had the government's approval to start building back up again. And this uh, is took, modern, this is modern day stuff that we're talking about. This yeah. is not something happened, you know, hundreds of years ago. I mean, it probably did, but th it actually was like mob involvement. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, and he talks money. a lot about that too. Um, but then you get, you know, you get to go to like this season. You know, we get to go to we go we get to, but we did get to go to kinda to Venice and to Piedmont, Umbria, to London, which we just talked about, where they did the. Um, uh, his wife joined him there in London, and uh, they talked about some of their favorite dishes and her favorite dishes. That's where actually that's where he and his wife live. They live in London. She's she's yeah. from London. Yeah, in fact, I think she's got. Does she have a restaurant? She might have a restaurant in London. She might. Yeah, I have to look that up. Um, yeah. Then they did Calabria and then Sardinia and uh, Puglio and uh, La Gloria, which is what we just finished up with and watching. So there's eight episodes uh, in season two, but each one of these areas, some of these areas, obviously we've all heard of Sardinia and we've heard of. Uh, uh, Puglia, I've heard of, but in Calabria, I've heard. Um, yeah, I've heard of before. But uh, some of these, you know, some of the places that they visited, because he'll go to these main places and then he'll go to these little offshoots outside of there. So you get to see some more history and some other uh, people where people are still living like they had always lived. And mm -hmm. again, through tradition and, you know, a culture. And what I appreciate about it is, is the, um, and you know, I'm like really, I'll admit it, I'm kind of anal about this, but, you know, Roberto always taught me to, you know, the, the way I dress and the way I present myself in public. And, you know, that's the one thing I appreciated uh, observing there because, you know, you go to some of these places and the majority of them actually, and no matter where they're at, you know, they've got a nice shirt on, a nice pair of pants on, they're not sloppy yeah. and they're, you know, which I appreciate. You definitely dress pretty nice out there. But anyway, of all these episodes, I mean, you talk about one of them that really stuck out to you. Do, do you, even in this last season, do you have a favorite? Well, I was interested. The one we saw yesterday was, um, you just, you just said it. I'm sorry. Start with an L. L um, with Liguria. Liguria. I'd never heard of it, but the, the views that they were showing, um, and the, the pictures they were showing of the houses up the hill and, and the wa the be the beautiful Mediterranean, and it's like, okay, that's the picture I've always like. That's where I've always wanted to go. Whenever I've seen pictures of Italy, that must be what I. Well, that's you know. want to go to the Amalfi Coast because the it's. I mean, it's just beautiful there. Yeah. I mean, know. there's so there. I mean, it doesn't even. It almost doesn't matter what region you're in, you know. Um, but other than nor northern Italy, they had some. And he even talked about that in Northern Italy, there's a, it's a lot colder yeah. and you know, there's, there's some things there that are a little bit different. And, um, I think that, uh, yeah, they kind of, um, borrow from, you know, the, the Northern part of Italy kind of borrows from the neighboring countries mm -hmm. and intermix the cuisine a little bit. So you get like a, and they do the same thing, you know, close to Switzerland. And I think they borrowed some things from, from Switzerland and from you know, some of the other neighboring countries. Um, the more south you go, you know, Rome and then down, the, all the way down through the boot and the heel, 
of, yeah. of Italy is where you start getting really, I think, more into traditional Italian mm -hmm. dishes. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of seafood. <laughs> a lot of seafood. Well, a lot of it's fresh too. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, obviously that's there's there's plenty of it there so that's why they do well, that. that's what but, we appreciate we went to maui and in, in hawaii we went to maui. it it was when we i ordered fish even you liked it there because it was fresh yeah. caught fish yeah kind of a thing and you got fresh caught fish that day which is like uh, great so you know here you get to see a, a really when you when you experience this from from sitting on your couch and then you get to go look on the site again, which I'll provide. And you get to see the different foods like the, um, let me go for, in Venice, they've got a, a pitch black Venetian classic um, that basically is made with uh, volcanic ash. Mm -hmm. yep. and, and you kind of go, really? <laughs> Do you really, really going to eat that? <clears throat> but people are eating it up. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And well, then, and when, when we do get to go there, um, and this is not necessarily for the food, but we've got to try to go to Lake Como and run into George. I mean. Well, of course. We have I'll, to. I'll make a phone call before we go. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll make a phone call before we go. Don't worry. Um, in Piedmont, they've got stuff like uh, coffee, coffee, beer, and rice to make risotto. So the risotto is made with coffee, beer, and, and and the rice, which I've had a lot of different risotto. Mary makes fantastic oh, risotto. Love her risotto. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of go um, beer and coffee mixed into risotto. I don't know if I would do that or not. That lemon dessert. I wish I could remember what it was called. We saw one uh, yesterday where they had pasta with pesto. Yes. Um, pesto, potatoes, and beans. That looked really good. Uh, um, that looked really, really good. And the pesto is like... They went to the the the, the pesto farm, yeah. which was actually on the side of the cliff. Basil farm or basil farm. I'm sorry, the pesto farm. Yeah. Gee, many. It's <laughs> here. Let me get some. Let me get some more uh, tea and caffeine. <laughs> yeah, they walked into that place where they're growing the basil, and I was like, "Okay, please transport me there right now." I. I just want to. I just want to smell the place. And and actually, it's the only place in Italy that the government actually puts a mark on the fact that it is mm -hmm. like original and it is organic, and it is the best basil in the country, and, and it, it it's it, it's bathed in sea salt and salt sea water. air and the salt air. water, yeah. and then um, the workers are. They they work in a, a very um, ergonomic way when they harvest the basil. So yeah. anyway, they they you see a part where the guy they has a whole fresh thing of basil that they just cut and pulled, and he brings it in with this huge mortar and pestle thing and starts grinding up the traditionally. Don't do it in a blender. Don't you know? Don't do it in a ninja. Um, does it with this huge pesto looks like a I mean, it's bigger than a baseball bat yeah you know and um crushes it up by hand and grounds it together with the olive oil and pecorino cheese and another i i forgot the other it, cheese and pecorino uh, or something 
Um, and pine nuts, obviously. And pine nuts. And he, and he, and he um, and grinds it up into this beautiful-looking pesto and then uh, cooks the pasta with it. And that's where they made a, a flat pasta called trinette. It had pe pecorino and a sardo cheese. I'm reading it here. I should have looked down. Huh. Um, pecorino, sardo, and then um, fruity Riviera Ligura extra virgin olive oil. Mm -hmm. um, is what they made it with. And uh, yeah, it looked good. In fact, my mouth's watering right now. No. It looks so good. Uh, so yeah, they made this and they make, uh, let me see another good one, which I really want to look at. Um, and again, I'll, I'm going to give you guys, uh, oh, there's a full recipe here for tritronata or linguine. Man, thank you, CNN. Yeah, but you've got, you've got um, video editing to do. You don't have time. I do. <laughs> they have this thing called Assassin's Spaghetti. Spaghetti alia Assassinia. It's a spicy dish, delivers explosive heat. That's the one where uh, it was kind of crispy. You remember they put the hot sauce, the hot peppers, and everything crushed it all up into the pan. People can't yeah. see me doing this. I'm doing it, but they can't see me doing it. Um, there was garlic and the red pepper flakes. And, yeah. you know, then um, they cooked it all up. And, you know, when he ate it, he went, wow, that really is spicy and hot. Um, awesome. <clears throat> and they burned the pasta enough to where it's crunchy. It's caramelized and a little charred, which makes it a little oh. bit bitter. So I don't know. I, I mean, the hot. It. I would eat it. Yeah, the hot part of it sounds fantastic. Um, but yeah, they made that as well. Assassin's spaghetti. Uh, I like for everything. Yeah, you do. <laughs> spaghetti, <laughs> spaghetti al assassinina. Spaghetti yeah, al assassinina. Sounds good. So if you're, uh, here's the whole thing. If you're American and you don't speak any Italian, you go there, you go, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Let me have that. They'll know it's called the assassin's spaghetti. <laughs> right. Because uh, you take a bite and it's going to kill you. Maybe. Well, I wouldn't wouldn't do that to me anymore. I've ever since COVID, I'm like, spice it up, man. So I need it. On the side, it's got a uh, the ingredients for the pesto: coarse sea salt, four bunches of basil, preferably from the farmer's market or your garden, two garlic cloves, a quarter cup of pine nuts, three quarters cup Parmigiano Reggiano grated cheese, a quarter cup of pecorino sardo grated cheese. And five and a quarter teaspoons of extra virgin olive oil, preferably Riviera Ligura, which we probably don't get here. Um, and it looks really, really, really good. What's that? Well, maybe we could have it shipped. Yeah, but you know, that might cost a bunch of money. Fortune. But you know, it, it's interesting because when you and I first met, obviously, um, I think the first meal I ever made for you was pasta. It w yeah, it was chicken and pasta. Chicken and pasta. Now, the the thing of it is, is that I have slowly moved myself away from uh, marinara. Yeah. And we use a lot of lemon and olive oil and uh, peppers and, you know, like things like that. Garlic. I like mine with garlic and hot peppers or hot pepper flakes. Yeah. So, I mean, so do I. It just, sometimes I can get away with it. Sometimes I can't. Um 
but yeah, it, it's, I think if you want a, a really unique, diverse experience, a journey through Italy, all well, you feel, areas. You, it, it, you feel like you're there. Yeah. And, and with Stanley Tucci, the, yeah, I mean, everybody loves Stanley Tucci. No, who I think I've ever seen him, and he's great in. Um, you know, it's it is he he plays such a diverse range of characters, but they're so personal. You know, you can you just love the guy, and in this particular case, it's more of a relaxing stroll through Italy, yeah. through history, through food, and you get to learn about all these different foods. And until I have to admit. Until I was researching the stuff for this particular episode, I did not know that every recipe that he has tasted is available on CNN's site. No idea. I had no idea. So, you know, you can go on and if you like something that's on there or it looks really good, you have the opportunity to go try the recipe yourself. And I'll make sure that all the stuff's in the show notes, but you yeah. need to watch it. Um, you know, it's on CNN. Uh, if you're a cord cutter and you're looking for an online platform, you can live stream, uh, through sling TV, which, you know, that I don't, we don't have sling TV, but, um, you can also watch it on discovery plus and CNN go, which I'm not familiar with CNN go, but we've got discovery plus. So we were able to go back and watch uh, season one because we'd missed a good portion of season one. That's how we got to watch season one. And then season two, we just, uh, we get it and record it uh, off of YouTube TV uh, now through CNN. Um, it's not available on other things like Hulu and Amazon Prime um, and those kind of areas. It's not available through there yet. Um, and you can find clips of the show as well as all the recipes and stuff, like I said, again, on the website, which I'll provide to everybody. Um, but you need to watch it. You need to kind of catch up on it. If you don't have Discovery Plus, I'm not an affiliate for Discovery Plus, so when I say this, it's well worth the $5.99 a month uh, for this show, as well as many others. But uh, um, some of the others we watch on Discovery Plus, I think, are Resident Alien, which we've talked to you guys about before. Um, but there's a whole slew of stuff on there that you can do. But definitely, you need to watch this one. Yes. Definitely, definitely. Um, did we miss anything? Anything, I mean... Not that I can think of. Stanley Tucci searching for Italy. Now you need to make me the lemon dessert. <laughs> yeah, now we can figure out what the lemon dessert is because it's going to be in the recipe, see? So we're going to be able to do it. And as soon as we get done, I'm going to look it up. Well, listen, I you know, I know we, we got a late start today on this Sunday, and sometimes we end up doing that. But Sundays are relaxing. So, you know, thank you all for joining this conversation with us. We really appreciate you all being here. And, um, you know, I like to kind of say before we leave is that um, don't forget to subscribe and to like, uh, leave a review. You can find our episodes here on YouTube or your favorite listening platform, Apple, Spotify, um, you know, on and on and on. Or just ask, let me try that again in English. Just ask Alexa, Siri, iTunes or Google to play the latest episode of One More Thing Before You Go. And there you go. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, and I bring my actual shirt from Italy. Got to show my Caitlin. There you go, Roma, there. Roma oh. Italia. Whoops, wait. There we go, Roma Italia. Roma Italia, and that was brought back by Caitlin when she was on her eighth grade. Eighth grade? Field eighth trip? grade. 
Yeah, it was yeah, eighth grade. She, she got to go to Italy and Greece. And the Amalfi Coast. <laughs> yeah, whatever. She had pictures of that as they were on the boat going up to the Amalfi Coast. It was great. Yeah, she it was will. great. It was great. We're going to go there. Don't worry. We're going to go there. We had so or, many plans, and then COVID stepped in, and that kind of just changed a few plans. But well, money. But we're going to win the Powerball, so it's all good. I yes, we are. We're going to put that out to the universe right now. So once again, everybody, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate you all for being part of the One More Thing Before You Go family. And uh, don't forget that we're going to have new episodes up every Wednesday. We're change our artwork just a little bit. So when you see us, it is still us. It's just kind of changed just a little tiny bit. And you're going to notice some changes with One More Thing Before You Go um, starting very soon. It's going to give us a more broad and uh, diverse conversation, which we hope you all will continue to join this journey with us through um, being able to uh, say that one more thing before you go. So thank you very much. We'll see you in the next episode. Happy Sunday. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform.